Being a Better Man, episode 118. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for Being a Better Man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herigstad. Hey everybody, welcome to Being a Better Man. I'm your host, Alf Herigstad, and I'm really happy that you're with me today. And thanks to all you regulars, and a special welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time. You picked a good day to check it out because we have a special guest, and I'll give you a little background on him. This man grew up in the west suburbs of Chicago. He joined the Navy when he was 17, and by the time he was 18, he'd already been around the world. He graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy in 1987, and his first job in the Navy was running nuclear power plants. He went on to meet his love and get married, and in his own words, he says that he married up, way up. And together, they have four amazing children, one son-in-law, and two grandkids so far. And now they reside outside of Kalamazoo, Michigan, and he loves to run, and he's done seven marathons. I'm speaking, of course, about the man known as Tom Schwab. Tom Schwab is now a man who helps other people. He helps other people grow their online businesses, and he's the author and creator of a book and an online course called Connect, helping people grow their business as a podcast guest. He's the founder of Interview Valet, a concierge-level booking service, He is an expert and authority in the building and marketing of online businesses. The reason he's on the show today, however, is because Tom Schwab's particular set of experiences and talents have also made him passionate about the topic of mentorship, a topic that, as you know, is very important to me and something that is integral to all of us who want to be a better man today than we were yesterday. So without further ado, let's welcome Tom Schwab to the Being a Better Man microphone. Welcome to the show, Tom. Alf, I am thrilled to be here, and uh, I am passionate about mentorship and uh, excited to talk about this thing because it's something that every man should be a mentor and have a mentor. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And why don't you take a minute and fill the audience in on the parts I missed and just kind of tell us a little more about you and in your own words. Well, yeah, part of that uh, that um, introduction there, I need to start off by thanking all the U.S. taxpayers for paying for my education. Uh, it really changed the, my world to go to the U.S. Naval Academy. Uh, it, it broadened up my world. It, it exposed me to so many great ideas, different cultures, different um, you know experiences, and that's what I look at life as: is you know those experiences, and you know we'll all be the same people, uh, you know, five years from now, except for the people we meet, the books we read, the podcasts we listen to. Uh, so I'm really big about, about growth. I always say I'm, I'm 25 years old with 26 years of experience and my life only makes uh, sense in the rearview mirror. You know, when I was 17 and joined the Navy, I did not figure that, uh, I would be where I am today. Uh, but I love how looking back, how, uh, God sort of steered me from one thing to another. And I've been never been more excited about the next decade of my life. 
because it seems like everything is coming together, the experiences, the knowledge, uh, the connection with other people, and uh, just excited for, for what lies ahead. And I hope everybody else is excited for that, too, because, you know, we live in a messed up time. There's a lot of crazy things in the world, but, man, there's a lot of things going great. And, uh, you know, even the chance to Alf and I to be talking right now for free over Skype and people getting to listen in. You know, we should pinch ourselves sometimes and say, this is a great time to be alive and, and, and how you can connect with other men in mentorship. Yeah, this is really kind of like Star Wars or Star Trek stuff <laughs> going on, like uh, this, this whole Skype thing. And we have some things in common because you joined the Navy when you were 17, and I was 17 when I signed up for the Army as well. What caused you to join the Navy at that age? To, to me, I can still remember, you know, here I am, a, a kid in a small town, and saw some friends that came back from from college. And most of them came back and, you know, they went back and worked their same jobs. And there was one guy that uh, came back. He had gone to uh, one of the academies. And he came back for a couple of weeks on vacation and I talked with him and, you know, his college was paid for and he'd just been around the world. And I looked and thought, well, you know, I like where I grew up, but I don't want to stay here forever. I want to see the world. You know, at that time, I'd been as far west as the Mississippi River and as far east as Indiana. So my life was really small. So I looked at this as, wow, this is a great opportunity. And, you know, so I, I, that's really what caused me to, to look. And it was as much for the education and the experience as anything. Yeah. And it was that. How long were you in the Navy? I did, I did four years at the Academy and then five years active duty afterwards. And I got out in 1992. And, you know, for anybody that's, that's younger and doesn't remember, that was when peace broke out. You know, the Soviet Union just sort of dissolved and was huge cutbacks in the military. A lot of times what we're seeing right now, you know, with a lot of good people in there that thought they had, you know, great careers. Uh, and then just realized the industry had changed. So uh, in 92, when I could see, you know, I'd done all the fun things that I wanted, uh, and then I looked and said, okay, what other things are there? And that's when I uh, transitioned uh, more to corporate America. Yeah, I got it. I, I went in in 1980 and did five years, and that was right in the middle of the Cold War. So it was it was an interesting time, but nothing like today. Wow. I when when somebody you know thanks me for my service I in some ways I feel guilty because you know you and I were in the cold war we you know sometimes we had to deploy to crazy places but you know that uh what's going on now is uh is a whole lot different and my hats off to both the the service members I thank them and also for their families because the the operational tempo that they've been going through for this last decade has just been you know, 15 years has been amazing. Yeah, I I agree and I have several close friends right here that are still in and being deployed and their families are here. So you, you really nailed it. Their families are our heroes as well. All right. So let's get into this. Like I said, today, Tom and I are going to be discussing mentorship, the value and necessity of it, why it's so important, particularly to men. And I personally have mentored many men in my life, sometimes on purpose, sometimes by accident. And I have also been mentored my whole life, so I'm a huge advocate of this idea of mentorship. Tom, a mentor is someone who shares wisdom and experience with others in an effort to help them. And your business is helping other people grow their business and become successful. It could be said that you're kind of a professional mentor in that regard. 
But where did it all start? Can you take us back in time and tell us about when mentorship first showed up on your radar and like who was your first mentor? And- uh, I I would look and say I, I didn't even know if it was mentorship back then. I didn't know the term, but I was probably – eight years old and there was a gentleman across the street from us and um, he'd sit out on his porch uh, every night, you know, in the summer and he just had the greatest stories and just a, a, a great gentleman. He was probably more like my grandfather's age and uh, my parents would apologize to him because every time I saw him on the, on the um, porch, I'd run over there and just hear his stories and ask him questions and was just, you know, uh, just soaked it up like a sponge. And he turned out to be my first boss. You know, I started to to mow his lawn and just learned so much about from him about, you know, doing a good job and, you know, um, following up on your word and, uh, you know, paying somebody for for their good work. And, you know, I, I look back and he was probably one of my most influential bosses and influential mentors, at the, you know, as I look back on my life, and he didn't know it. He was just, you know, just being nice to the, the pesky kid across the street. So I, I would have to say that was my, my first mentor and uh, uh, still one of the, the men that had a huge, huge impact on my life, uh, Don Elander, uh, and his son lives up there in your neck of the woods now, uh, was one of the great men in my life. Yeah, he was kind of an accidental mentor like I had like I talked about I have been a few times where you're just by virtue of proximity and example you become a mentor for somebody without even realizing it. At what stage in your life did you realize that you were a mentor for somebody else? Can you tell us about I, that experience? Yeah, I think that came much much later in life and I think um if I'd be honest I was probably a mentor in some ways earlier than I'd want to admit because when you you're seen as a mentor it's there's sort of a responsibility for it and I could say that you know when I was in in college um you know I was probably seen more as a mentor to some of the underclassmen definitely when I was um when I was in the Navy, you know, as a junior officer, being mentor to different people. But I don't think at that time I really wanted to accept that title mentor because to me, mentor was somebody that was much older and that I didn't have as much. I didn't have enough life experience. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't old enough uh, to be a mentor. And I think that is that's so wrong as I look back on that because you don't have to have gray hair like I do now to be a mentor. Uh, you know, if, if you're in high school, you can mentor somebody that's um, in, in grade school. If you're in college, you can grade, uh, mentor somebody younger than you. And I would even argue uh, that at times – I've been mentored by people that are younger than me or in a different season of life than me. Uh, you know, I, I think of my son-in-law. There are times where I'm probably a mentor to him, but there are other times where I learn stuff from him because we all know different things, see life through different areas, and uh, you know, seeing what he goes through can can add a lot to my life. That's a really good point. That sometimes the mentorship kind of flips. The the student becomes the master, and, and that kind of thing just by being open to learning from everyone around you i think very much so and you know we're supposed to you know surround ourselves with with good men 
And a lot of times people say, well, if I surround myself with good men, that means you know I should be around people that are more senior to me or what I aspire to. And it's like, no, if they're surrounded by them, that means there's some that are behind you, some that are on the sides, you know, some peers, and somewhere you are going there. And you can learn from all of those. Someone always has something to teach you if you're smart enough to learn from them. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. It's often assumed that the beneficiary of mentorship is the person being mentored, but I've found that the mentor himself also receives tremendous value from the mentor relationships. That's kind of what you're talking about, isn't it? Uh, Very much so. And it's almost like uh, if you really want to learn something, teach it. Right. And if you really want to uh, examine your life or examine the core principles, be a mentor to somebody because they're going to ask you questions that it's like, huh, I've never really thought through that. And they're going to force you to think through it. They're going to challenge you on different things. And, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, the unexamined life is not one worth the living. And I think when you're a mentor to somebody and you have to vocalize that, you have to answer their questions, boy, that forces you to to examine your life. The questions they will ask will make you think deeper than ever before, and there's no such thing as a one-way mentorship. So from the example um, – uh, I'm in a mastermind, and there's a, a lot of guys at, at different ages there. Um, there are some that are, are my age or a little bit older. We've got a couple of guys that are that are my son and son-in-law's age, and it's so great to talk with them because I'll give you an example. One time, there was one of the guys in the mastermind that had a family business, and he was talking about working with his sons. Well, I can share my experience from what I think you should do. But the younger guys in the group, they could share how his son might see it because it's a totally different perspective. And I think, you know, men, well, man wasn't made to, to, to live alone, right? The, the first time God gets mad in the Bible or shows displeasure is it says it's not good for man to be alone. Now, most guys think, yes, that's why he invented women. But I think that is also the standpoint of, you know, we're not supposed to be in isolation. We're supposed to get around different people, different ideas, and uh, you know, mentorship is, is part of that. And uh, It's not just preaching down from on high, but uh, learning both ways. Yeah, I agree. And we're like pack animals. That's kind of how we were designed, how we were developed to learn from uh, the people around us. We, we, we don't come out like, like some creatures able to walk and run and, and fend for ourselves. So we have to be able to absorb the knowledge of the people around us. And, you know, there's two ways to learn. Either you can learn from your own mistakes or you can learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, And I I know for a fact that it's a lot less painful and a lot less costly when I learn from other people's mistakes. And so that's, you know, uh, find a mentor that can show you the mistakes that you are or that you're going to make so you can avoid them. Yeah, and what you said about teaching is so true. Um, if you want to learn something, go teach it. <laughs> because, <laughs> and, and the whole mentor thing, it puts such a different level of responsibility on you. Like I talk about here on the podcast about being a better man every day, looking for opportunities to do something that makes you better than you were yesterday. Being a mentor really accomplishes that because you have this, like, an, umbilical of of responsibility to the person that you're mentoring and it affects your choices and your behavior as you go through your day just as well very much so 
And there's this analogy in nature that I'm always reminded of when I talk about mentorship. And it was um, this island off the coast of Africa where they were taking orphaned elephants and rhinoceros whose parents had been killed, you know, by poachers. And so they took these young animals to this island and let them live. And everything was fine until they got a little older. They hit adolescence. And then they started finding dead rhinos everywhere. These young adolescent elephants were killing them for just for fun. And they didn't know what to do about it. So they went to another game reserve and they got this huge bull elephant, like 40 years old, put him on the island and everything got straightened out because these younger elephants had this example. And without that example, it's you're just wandering aimlessly through the world. Uh, ver- very much so. And, uh, you know, we don't know what we don't know. You know, we have blind spots. If we knew what our blind spots were, they wouldn't be blind spots. But I guarantee you there's other people that can look at it and say, oh, yeah, I was there or, or this is what I learned from it. Here's here's what worked. Here's what didn't. And uh, uh, I think it's, you know, um, you've got to be smart enough a lot of times just to say, I don't know the answer. You know, can you tell me what it is? And uh, I think early in life, if you want to call it that Superman phase where, uh, you know, we were all uh, young and dumb and knew all the answers um, and uh, a lot of times weren't open to that. And I think um, I got a lot smarter when I started uh, asking questions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, And some people listening may feel that they're not qualified to be anybody's mentor. But what do you think it takes to become a mentor? What are the baseline qualifications if if people are interested in maybe being a mentor for somebody? Well, I, I would say everybody is qualified. I mean, right? If nothing else, you can be an example of a bad example. Somebody told me that. You know, nobody's yeah, worth nobody's useless. You know, some people are just bad examples. But I think the not everybody can be a good mentor. And I think the 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 qualifications, if you will, or the things that will make you a, a great mentor is just having a heart to help other people, to realize that success is what you do for yourself. Significance is when you help somebody else. So trying to help somebody else through that, um, I think it takes you know sort of a, a servant's heart, um, a teacher's heart to, to answer their questions, to meet them where they are. And then I think it's also – uh, a little bit of humility too, to to be honest and vulnerable to people and say, hey, when I was there, I had these same questions. This is what I learned. Um, here's some things you might want to think about because I think there's a difference between a mentor and a know-it-all. You know, nobody wants to be told, you know, exactly this is how you do it and you're doing it wrong and this is stupid. Right. You know, no, somebody wants to be coached through that, led through that, and um, uh, then grow through it. Uh, so I think if you've got that, if you've got the heart to do it, I think you're qualified and everybody's qualified to, to help somebody uh, because we're all, you know, we're all geniuses in some areas and we're all ignorant in others. Think about it. The smartest person in the world uh, only knows a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of all there is out there. And uh, there's things that they need to be taught. They need to uh, to be mentored in. So, you know, you could be that mentor to, to that, uh, that brain surgeon um, who, you know, is having problems in his marriage. Uh, just because he's a brain surgeon doesn't mean that he's figured out, you know, marriage. Right. Totally correct. And, and that's why I ask people to focus on the things that they do do well, that, that are their virtues, because we all have our, 
our set of virtues that are unique to us. And in those virtues are things that we can help other people with and make other people's lives better with. I, you know, I frequently tell guys that they're never going to be done improving. So regardless of how great and wonderful we become, we can always be better. And that kind of translates into this mentorship thing. Like, in your opinion, does a time ever come when we when we stop needing a mentor in our lives? Uh, not at all. And Alf, I, I love when you say that we're always getting better and better. It reminded me of a, a buddy that I knew in the Navy and uh, a great man. But he joked around that uh, every night uh, his prayer was, you know, God, I try to be a little bit better today. And if you give me one more day, I'll, I'll try to be a little bit better tomorrow. And every morning he woke, he woke up and figured the deal was on. He had to work harder on being better that day. And then he had the humility to say, too, that he had so far to go that he figured God might let him live for centuries. So I think it really just shows that, you know, we're all learning. We, we, we're all growing through this process. And there's always things to learn, always things to know. Uh, you know, if, if you're 65 years old, you have no idea. And just retiring, you have no idea what retirement is going to look like. Find somebody that's at that level that, uh, that has already done what you want to do. So I think at every level of your life, every level of relationships, every level of professionally, you know, you could be a, a Fortune 500 company. Uh, CEO of that company, and then you retire and, and you start another you know little project for fun, a, a hobby or something like that. Well, you're starting off from scratch there with everybody else. So find somebody that has already done it there. You know, um, if you're still learning, there's still somebody that can help you learn faster and and shorten that learning cycle. And you know, the other thing too, Alf, is that as I've gotten older too, I, I realize that it's more fun to do things with other people than it is to do it by myself. I mean, early in, in my life, I'd, I'd say I had that pride complex. And if I could use an analogy, it'd be like if I was going to build a hot rod, I'd build it in the garage. And I wouldn't bring it out until it was 100% finished and, and, and perfect. Well, the problem was is it wasn't a whole lot of fun. I got frustrated and it never was perfect and it never came out. Now the way I look at it is, you know, I'm going to build it in the front yard, knowing that a hundred people are going to drive by. Two of them are going to laugh at me. You know, probably ninety are just going to drive by and not notice. But there's probably going to be eight guys that stop by and say, "Hey, what are you doing? How can I help? Hey, I've got a tool for this back in my garage. Let me bring it over." And through that, working together, it'll be a better product. Have more fun with it, and uh, just a, a better experience. So that whole thing of you know being open to the help of others. Yeah, that's something I'm that I have to struggle with myself. I'm because my whole life I've just really only relied on myself one because it keeps me from getting frustrated with with other people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so if I goof up, you know, I I don't have to be angry at anybody but me. But um that's something now that I'm really trying to focus on and and be better at in my life. So thanks for bringing that up. It's a good reminder for me. And if you, you know, if you want leverage in your life, there's no leverage in the word I. You, you've got to work in the word we uh, before you can really, you know, leverage and and get better results. Yeah, and like uh, my father has been my mentor my whole life, but now 
um, now he's 81, I'm 54. Now, sometimes I'm his mentor now. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it flips back and forth, and it's really a, a wonderful give-and-take relationship. So uh, mentorship is kind of plastic. It's not uh, rigid at all. There's really no rules. It kind of flows like a river for the benefit of those people involved in it. Just like a river, I love that metaphor because just like a river, it you know it nourishes everything that that goes around it. So your dad's you know mentoring you, and now you touch all these other people's lives. So you know that spring goes out there, and I, I love that metaphor, Elf. And in in these times we live in, a lot of people exist in relative isolation. Even though there's seven billion people on the planet, oftentimes people live right next door to people they've never even spoken to. Um, so people are, are isolated and alone a lot. What is your advice for people who realize the need for a mentor in their life, but they don't know how to find one? You know, on this one, Alf, I, I struggle with this from the standpoint of, you know, like I said at the beginning, we've got such tools out here um, that today, I think if you really are, if you've got an internet connection and you're isolated or ignorant, I think it's by choice more than by circumstances, right? So Alf and I now we're talking, we're probably what, almost 2,000 miles away, but we can still connect. I mean, we got to, to meet through the, the wonders of podcasting here. So I think you can reach out to people and find, you know, uh, people that are, are in, you know, similar groups or have um, wisdom to share. And when I first moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan here, um, you know, I got off the plane and it was a snowy February day and I said, uh, I'll take the job here, but but I don't want to die here. And to me, I was scared to death that my world was going to get small again. Um, you know, my world used to be small. Then I went in the Navy, saw the entire world. It was great. And now I'm like, I'm coming to another small Midwestern town. You know, I think it's changed so much in the last 25 years from there. You know, I call this place home now. My kids have grown up here. My grandkids, this is home. But while my laundry gets done here and I, all my you know meals are eat, eaten here, um, a lot of times I live online where you know I've got friends really throughout the world that can talk to, connect with, and sometimes our paths cross in real life. And it's it's great because that diversity that you can get is so powerful too. Um, you know, I live in a suburb of Kalamazoo, Michigan here, great people around me, but you know, a lot of them think the same way. It's not until I start reaching out to other people, you know, through masterminds or through connecting with other people that I start to see a different view of things. You know, I'll give you an example. We're in the political realm here. And while there's a lot of buzz going around from both sides, it wasn't until a, a couple of weeks ago, I sort of got some peace about it is that I talked to a friend that I, I know in the UK. Never met him, but we're friends. And he, he just reassured me. He's like, you know, you guys have a system that it seems like no matter what happens, there's enough checks and balances that everything works out okay with it. And I wasn't getting that that outside view from from somebody here in my hometown. No, it had to be connecting with somebody, you know, almost overseas, outside, you know, could see the the trees through the forest. And uh, uh, so I, I would urge people, you know, if you're listening to this this podcast right now, it probably means you've got a cell phone connection or an internet connection. You should not be isolated. What's isolating you is your choice, not your connection. So, uh, you know, I would I would encourage people uh, to really, you know, if you feel isolated, do something about it. 
you nailed it. It is their choice. People are isolated by choice, and people live next door to people they've never spoken to by choice. And it's just a they're they're strange times to me because the way I grew up, you 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 walk across the street and you say hello, and you you reach out to the people around you. It just doesn't seem that organic, especially I think for a certain age of people. I mean, their realities have been replaced by you know video games or or a lot of other online things that aren't necessarily uh, helpful or or human, in my opinion. But um, you you put it in a very nice way there. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we're both con- contemporaries of that age, but uh, um, yeah, I just sometimes I, I scratch my head and it's like, why would you choose to live in a fantasy world of of games when there's a much more exciting real world out there that you could connect with, you know, over the computer, over the internet. So, Alpha, I'm I'm with you on that. Sometimes I just I scratch my head on that one. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of things like like Meetup, for example, Meetup.com. You can go on Meetup and you can find groups of people that are interested in things you're interested in, and <laughs> there they are. Go go talk to them. Go meet with them and. Um, like Tom said, make the choice to reach out to other people, and that's where your mentors will be out in the world. And I was, Alf, I love that because I've gone to some of those meetups. I've been in masterminds, and it's funny when you when you get there, and then after you get to be friends with the people and talk with them, uh, the true great ones, you know, the ones you become friends with, they all have that same um, uh, that same sort of feedback. Originally, they're like, "Man, I walked into that room, and I thought." You know, I am I'm in the wrong room here. I'm pulling down the average of everybody. You know, if you're the average of the five people right. you spend the most time with, I'm pulling down the average. And you you start talking with people after a while, and they're like, no, I thought I was pulling down the average. So uh, it's that hu- humility there, and I think that's that humility is what allows us all to learn from each other. <clears throat> Tom, now I'm going to turn you loose on the audience and uh, let you. Tell them what you really want to tell them. In all your experience as a mentor and as someone who's been mentored, what is the primary message you'd like listeners to take away from this episode? What? Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Alpha, I have to say there's probably three things. And, you know, especially being uh, being a better man podcast, that's what we're all striving to, you know, be better men at home, at work, you know, um, better examples to everybody. And uh, there was something that resonated with me once that I heard Dr. Bob Record say and said, and he said it at an NRA breakfast. uh, And he said, every man is one step from stupid. And that includes me, includes you, it includes everybody listening here. And some of us are crawling, some of us are sprinting, but the only thing that stops us from taking that step in stupidity is another man's hand on our shoulder. And I can think of the times that that I've run into stupid, it's I was doing it by myself. You know, if, if my buddies would have known it, they would have said, you know, they would have pulled me back. So with that, you know, I think that's that's part of that connection that we talked about so that don't try doing everything on your own. You know, realize that you're one step from doing something that could negatively affect your life. And the only thing that's going to stop you is having other people around you that can point out that blind spot, can point out that that um, unforeseen consequence, can point out um, something that you don't know until you do that. So you can either learn from them 
or learn from yourself. And, you know, I always say it's, it's much cheaper and easier to learn from other people's mistakes. The second thing I'd want to point out to everybody is what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. Right? You are the only person that's ever had your experiences. And we all could tell stories that everybody else would just listen to and like, you're kidding me. I never knew that. You know, because we all know just a little portion. And when we all come together, we can be smarter. And with that too, to never forget that what you have and what you know is amazing to somebody else. And that really gets me into step number three or point number three is that being a mentor, that means sharing your wisdom with somebody else. And it's not always comfortable to do, but think about if you could make somebody's life better by sharing what you already know, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you take that effort to do that? And that's one of the reasons that I I really love podcasts here is that we've got a medium here that Sitting at your at your home at your office, uh, I, I've done podcast interviews um, from hotel rooms. As long as there's an internet connection there, you have something to say, and you can share that and help people. You know, and you could, in some ways, be a mentor for a half hour to somebody on a podcast. And there's different ways to do that. You know, you could be have your own podcast. You could be a guest on other people's podcasts. But I would encourage everybody. You've got something to share. So you know the power of the podcast medium. You know, if you if if you've listened to podcasts, if you've listened to Alf, you relate to his story. You know, you've gained from that. You know, you'd say, "Oh yeah, he's one of my mentors." Even though he may not know you, you've never met him in real life, but you, he still has that power to be a mentor. So I would encourage everybody out there just look at that and saying, "What do I have to?" Uh, to share with the world and what mediums can I use to do that? And I would encourage you that there's not an easier one or a more powerful one right now than being a pod and being on podcasts. And, uh, you know, I always say that anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has never done it or never done it well. My hat's off to Elf for all the hard work that he goes that gets put into here. And, you know, I would urge, encourage you if you like the podcast, this is me asking, not Elf. Just show some appreciation. Leave that iTunes ranking and review um, just like you would to a mentor saying thanks. And if you want to get on podcasts, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Um, we've got a system uh, that shows you how to do that. It's not magic. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm an engineer at heart, so it's a system. It's like a recipe. It's the instructions to build a car. And if you follow that along, you'll get that same results. And for some people, uh, they want to, to work with Interview Valet just because uh, they want somebody else to do it for them. They just want to do the speaking part. But in any way, you know, if there's anything I can help you with, uh, please feel free to just reach out to me. Uh, I'll, I'll set up a page that talks about uh, these things. I'll just put it at interviewvalet.com forward slash better man. And uh, there's some resources there. There's a, an infographic that talks about the, the six secrets to getting booked on your first podcast. There's a, a, a half-hour training that talks to you about the strategy. And uh, I'll even put a, uh, a digital copy of the book up there, too. So if you want to read that, uh, you can go through it. And if we can be of any help there, uh, just reach out. I'll put all my social media there. I realize you're probably multitasking, doing a lot of things right now. But uh, um, please, what's, you know, please connect with me. What's, what's ordinary to you is amazing to, to me, and that's how I learn, too. 
And all that stuff will be on the show notes of this episode on my website, so it'll be easy to find. Wow, thanks so much for for all of your uh, wisdom and insights, Tom. I think what I got out of it today is I really need to uh, ask for help more often, you know, so thank you. Well, everybody's out there, and um, we we all work together better. Um, You you think of the... uh, Going back to the military analogy, you know, Rambo did it all by himself, but, uh, you know, that, that was fiction. Uh, the guys that really get things done are the ones that, that work together. And it's more fun doing it as a team that way also and get a better product out of it. I have to admit that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah, make uh, sure that my wife hears this podcast and says, see, <laughs> somebody told me that I was right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, thank well thanks so much Tom and uh like I said everybody all this stuff will be on the show notes of this episode so thank you for coming and, and being a mentor to all of us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and uh your insights. Thank you, Alf. All right, have a great day. Well, that was my conversation with Tom Schwab about mentorship. I definitely got something out of it myself and I trust you did as well. Tom unloaded a lot of serious value on us today. All of the finer points we discussed will be in the show notes. Some of those, for example, are like the unexamined life is not one worth living. Success is really all about yourself, but significance is when you're able to impact someone else. If you want to learn something, the best way is to teach it. But if you want to examine the core values and principles of yourself and really get to know yourself better, become a mentor. There's no such thing as a one-way mentorship. Every man is one step away from stupid. What's ordinary to you will be amazing to someone else. Mentoring is about sharing your wisdom with others. So start figuring out what you have to share, what value you can bring to the world. Maybe you should start a podcast. And if you decide to start a podcast, there is a resource on my website in the Resource Center that could help you do that. I also love the analogy of building the hot rod in your garage as opposed to out on the front lawn. It really is a great example of how mentorship works. All right, guys, now head out into the big wide world and be open to learning from other men. If you don't currently have a mentor, I strongly encourage you to find one. You have me here for starters. I'm always willing to help when I can, and I'm just an email away. But get out in the world, too. Meet people. Find a mentor. And at the same time, start sharing your unique wisdom with others as well. It's just another fantastic way that we can all be a better man today than we were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.